for my um, for my book, <laughs> the uh, website has landed. <laughs> it's it's you know, and, and doing this this book thing has been uh, interesting, and uh, because the um, the book went live <laughs> on a certain day, and now the website has landed. Okay, so it's it's comfort. And the letter in, and then the word sorrow. Comfort in sorrow. So you go on there, and it's, you know, <laughs> just go on there and see what it says. <laughs> but it's just interesting. I, you know, again, you never think of um, things like this being part of who you are. But, um, you know, I never thought of it coming to or being in a position such as this is to have a book and have those things written, and I just pray that they're um, helpful to a number of individuals and that we just keep on doing it. And, you know, all of our, all of our life, uh, most of our lives, we think of in the concept of, like, you know, pastors, you think of churches, you think of people within the pews, and you think of that, your congregation, and then you think of, well, in the community, you know, been able to be here all these years and ministering to all different denominations and different people in the community. And then you think of individuals that at the hospital and those who are um, terminally ill and the families of those that have died and the grieving patients. And, it, you know, it begins to take a, you know, a, a kind of a, a bigger circumference around the neighborhood and around our lives. But now this takes on a whole different perspective. This goes to people I will never meet, people that uh, will probably never know, and this will take on a whole different group. And so it's, it's something that has grown from what is, who is seated here in the, in the church and you look around and say, well, pastor, <laughs> a lot of people on vacation today, but, uh, but we're glad you're here because you're the ones that have come. You are here to receive the message that I feel that God has given for our lives for today. And uh, if I ever thought, oh, there it is. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that's, the, that's the website. And uh, you can click on the author and guess who shows up. <laughs> but... Whenever you, when you look at this whole concept of, of our lives and, and the impact of our lives, you will never know. See, you will never know each of the teachers, each of the ones, you know, students, each of the places that we've worked, each of the neighbors around us, each of the families that we interact with. We will never know the impact of what we have done with our life and we cannot, in the, in the chorus that we were singing, that in his presence, we lay down our crowns, we lay down all of our ambitions and all of the desires that we want to happen, and we just lay those all before God and say, okay, God, here in your presence, everything we've wrapped up and made secure is undone. And God in his presence helps us to take what we've been given and be thankful be thankful to God for where we are at, what we are facing, and how that he's going to bring us through. The message today is in Psalm 1, and I know I've spoken on this, and it's been a while, I think, 
Uh, but I, I, when I did it before, I, did it in, I spoke on it in the Message Bible, but today I, I want to read it in the King James Version. Uh, this, of course, is the Bible that Jesus used. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> you know, the Bible, he didn't write this, you know. Never mind, I won't go there. If you don't understand that, it's okay. Uh, talk to me later. Yeah, talk to me later. Uh, but anyhow, King James Version, Psalm 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Wise counsel. (laughs) First of all, we have to understand that blessed is the man. Um, That we are blessed. We are blessed. Okay, I want you to say this, I am blessed. I am blessed, okay? What are you blessed with? <laughs> a b- life, yes. A w- oh, a wife. Yeah, that's very good. I'm glad he said that. Just married. Uh, but anyhow, <laughs> I'm blessed with a wife. <laughs> you know, um, no, I won't go that way. Uh, <laughs> there was a little joke I was going to say there, but it came, it went. I'm not going to deal with that one. So blessed is the man. So blessed is the man who findeth a good wife. Yes, that's in Proverbs. Blessed, blessed is the individual who knows the Lord. <laughs> There's a whole lot of blessings that go on that. But I was going to read Matthew chapter 5, and this is the uh, verse 3, beginning of verse 3. You're blessed when you're in the end of your way. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. That's the, the King James Version. But there is more of God's rule. Blessed are those who are at the end of your rope. I am undone. (laughs) Undone, our rope has been undone. And that we are there in this place of being undone and we realize that it isn't us tying the rope together or braiding it together. It is not me braiding my life together. It is God. So blessed is the person who has come to the place of being undone. Now, we we know that the psalm goes on... um, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the godly, nor standeth in the way of sinners. So we know that there is blessing by not going by the way of the sinners and the ungodly. But let's establish that I am blessed. I am blessed. Now, most of the time, we would, many times, we would think of the blessing of God is, you know, we've won the lottery or we've won the publisher's clearing house and we get a million dollars a month for life you know we're, we think of these types of blessing but God doesn't think in those terms God thinks in the terms of sowing and reaping he thinks in the terms that we are blessed where we are at we're blessed in our homes we're blessed in the car we're blessed when work we're blessed when we're walking down the road we're blessed when we're taking a hike we're blessed when we're sitting in our homes we're blessed And we have to recognize, you know, the Bible says to be thankful in all things. 
So in everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God. So we are blessed, and we need to focus and to see that this blessing is before us and is part of us. And it doesn't end by being at the end of the rope. The fourth one is, you're blessed when you feel you've lost what is most dear to you. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Because it's whenever we've lost things that we begin to embrace the one who is the most dear to our lives, God. Blessed are those who mourn because they will find the, the dearest one to their life. You know, I know that I've said over the years, and even as a young child, I remember hearing the, you know, that those who've lost, that God will become a mother, a father, a sister, a brother, a husband, a wife, whatever it is, it's like this, this loss has taken place and God will come and fill that vacancy. And I always, you know, as a child, I remember hearing this and thinking about how that that would happen and it just didn't seem to fit. But until you recognize when you feel that you've lost, that's in that place of lost, undone, <laughs> that we are comforted that God comes in and holds our heart. See, whenever we see that we are blessed, see, these are situations, I'm undone, the rope is un unwound, the, the, the things most dear to me, relationships most dear to my life are gone, but we find that we're blessed. And this is, this is such a contrast to what we would think blessing would be. And these are the words of Jesus to his followers that we are blessed. blessed. You're blessed when you're content with just who you are. Blessed are the meek. When you realize that God didn't make a mistake by making you. <laughs> God didn't make a mistake by giving you your personality and your talents and your abilities. He didn't make a mistake. You're blessed by just being you. You see, we have to establish this because we're, we're going to resist walking with the ungodly. We're going to resist sitting in their seat. We're going to resist taking a stand for those individuals that are against God. And the reason we're going to take a stand against them is because we see the hand of God upon our life in the most difficult places of life. And especially when we doubt who we are. We doubt our abilities. You see, blessed when you're content with just who you are. No more, no less. You see, I, I like the, the expression is that if God had wanted you to be somebody else, you'd be them. <laughs> if God wanted you to have more hair, you'd have it. Amen. Yes, thank you. Amen. Thank you. Yes, amen. We got lots of amens out of this one. Yeah, if God wanted us to have more hair, we'd have it. Amen. <laughs> so that's the moment you find yourself proud owners of everything that can't be bought. When you recognize that God, you're content with who God made you, you're proud owner of everything that can't be bought. <laughs> because you can't... <laughs> well, you can, you know. If the old barn needs painted, paint it. I remember that's what they used to say years ago when women weren't allowed to wear makeup. 
None of you remember that. Okay, so <laughs> when I was a kid, <laughs> growing up in the church, there was lots of rules and regulations, and one of the rules was women didn't wear makeup. And, you know, because, and then, of course, one guy, preacher, evangelist, spoke on that, and he said, well, if the old barn needs painted, paint it. You know, so <sighs> I won't preach on that. <laughs> You're blessed. <laughs> You're blessed when you've worked up a good appetite for God. Hunger and thirst for righteousness. You see, there's a different quality about your life. Now, we're looking at being blessed. We desire to God, undone in his presence. We look forward to being in his presence. We go on. Um, You're blessed when you care. <laughs> you know, sometimes caring is very difficult. Being merciful, because we lead, when people who are merciful lead with their heart, when you lead with your heart, it can be wounded. And you see, loving and forgiving is the love that goes before us, protects our hearts from the wounds of those who would want to destroy or deflate the merciful. God does not feel the wounds of those who hate him, because he's already forgiven them for what they say. He's already forgiven them so he can't be hurt by what they would say or what they would do. Their cursing of God, it is an irritant. It would be, I think it would be an irritant in the ears of God to hear the cursing that goes on, but he's already forgiven them and their wounds and insults that they throw at God never make it because his grace and his mercy are so far beyond it and so plentiful, it never reaches it, never reaches him to hurt him, to hurt God. And you see, blessed are those who care. For you see, at the moment of being careful, you find yourself cared for. You're blessed when you get your insight, inside world. You're blessed when you get your inside world, your mind and heart put right. Blessed are the pure in heart. Put right in the inside that we know what's on the inside, and the inside is where we find the blessing and the contentment and the, and the godly gain. You're blessed when you get the inside world right. You can see God in the outside world. Now, we're going to talk about blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. We're going to look at that, but why will we be able to stay away from those positions and those places? It's because we have discovered God and he's put right inside of us and inside of us we can see what is right with the world. That's quite a contrast to what we see on the newspaper and, and from whatever political party you want to you make yourself or wherever, whatever political position you're from. God sees what's right with the world. Hmm. And then verse, verse 9 in this. Oh, you're blessed when, yeah, verse 9. You're blessed when you can show people how to cooperate instead of compete. You're a peacemaker. That's when you discover who you really are and you find your place in God's family because it's there that we bring peace. And verse 10, you're blessed when you're committed to God's to God, <laughs> let's do that again. You're blessed when your commitment to God provokes persecution. <laughs> when people don't like you because they don't like what you are. 
They don't like you being different. You don't swear, curse, tell people off, give hand signals. No one-way Jesus signals. The persecution, the persecution drives you even deeper into God's kingdom. You see, blessed, and we have to establish this. You know, the girls walking. You have to establish a friendship. You have to establish a friendship between, before you walk arm in arm down the, the aisle. <laughs> you have to establish a friendship before you do this. And before you walk down the aisle, you want to establish a friendship. Well, in your life, in our life with God, we are blessed because we have found a friendship in Jesus that when we see these things in Jesus himself tells us, when you're at the end of your rope, whenever you feel that you've lost everything, whenever you feel that things aren't going right and all the other stuff, there's a wise counsel. And the wise counsel is you're blessed. You're blessed. I think of Paul, um, and I, I know I've used this illustration before, but when Paul's in prison, with, you know, he's in prison, Paul and Silas are in prison, and while they're in prison, they sing praises to God. Earthquake comes, doors open, the jailer and his whole household get saved, and it's a great night of rejoicing. And then in 2 Timothy, we have Paul <laughs> writing to Timothy, bring me my parchments, bring me my coke, Coke. <laughs> bring me a Diet Pepsi and a Coke. No, bring me my cloak <laughs> because uh, I'm cold and uh, that he's, he knows that his end is near. So the faith that Paul has to open the prison doors is, is greater whenever he knows he has to stay behind prison doors because he's going to do something really, really different. He's going to write letters to people who can't read. <laughs> He's going to write letters to people who can't read. Now, what a dumb thing. <laughs> but he wrote over half the New Testament. But you see, he had faith. Blessed is the man who is in prison and knows that he is there by the hand of God. And that in that place of imprisonment, it never hinders his ministry to those who are lost. That's blessed. So wherever we find ourselves, we are blessed. And, we, and when everything is right on the inside, we can see the outside world. We can see God in the outside world. So Paul had to know that on the inside world, this is exactly where he needed to be. And he had to see that as he knew that this was exactly where he needed to be, he also then could see God in his surroundings and begin to write his prison epistles, which we read. Huh. Imagine that. Now, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Walk is to go with someone, to place yourself beside someone and walk with them. There, this, is, this is a neat analogy here. He says, blessed is the man who does not walk with, you know, being partners with someone who is partnering with people in their ungodly behavior, nor standeth in the way of the sinners, meaning, you know, you're right. I'm walking with this guy, you know what, and he's right. 
She's right. I'm going to stand with them, and, and I'm going to stand with them for what they believe and what they think because it's just right. And then, what do you do? They sit, and they are scornful of other people. Sit in judgment of other people's lives because they have walked together, they now think together, they now take a stand together, they now persecute and criticize all the others who are different than them. (laughs) Now, we find that we who are blessed don't walk with them, we witness to them. (laughs) When they take a stand, we have a different stand. And whenever they are speaking in persecution and destroying, we are speaking of forgiveness and love and restoration. Where grace and mercy abound and grace and mercy are extended to those who are lost. And grace is going into our lives and goes before us so that people feel comfortable enough in our presence that they are able to open their hearts to God. (laughs) Oh, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. What a declaration when people feel close enough they can hear your words and they can repeat them and whenever they repeat them they experience them. Oh Jesus, forgive me of my sins. You see, we're blessed. (laughs) We're blessed. Psalm 119 says, Uh, Well, verse 2 says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. His delight. So we don't walk with, stand with, and scorn with those who are ungodly. But our delight is in the law, the law of the Lord. And what is the law of God? Well, thou shalt not, you know, have any other gods before thee? Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Thou shalt not, you know, covet your neighbor's donkey. <laughs> Why would I want his donkey? <laughs> you know? Don't covet. We look at this as the laws of God. Don't do this and don't do that and don't go there. But the law of God is to love the Lord thy God with all your heart, soul, and mind and your neighbor as yourself. The law of God is loving, forgiving, understanding that God will take care of us in the most difficult places. Psalm 119 says, You're blessed when you stay on course, walking steadily, walking steadily on the road revealed by God. You're blessed when you follow His directions, doing your best to find Him. That's right. You don't go off on your own. You walk straight along the road he set. Your God prescribed the right way to live. Now he expects us to live it. Oh, that my steps might be steady, keeping the course yet set. Then I'd never have any regrets in comparing my life with his counsel. (laughs) The regrets that we have in our life is sometimes guilt, guilt, there's no guilt trips. God is not a guilt trip booker. He does not book guilt trips. He doesn't allow you to feel guilty. Is there another way I can say it? (laughs) You are not allowed, it is not permissible to be guilty. It is, (laughs) guilty? 
Okay, got that? Because guilt is manipulative. Conviction is directing. God doesn't manipulate us into the kingdom of God. He doesn't make us feel guilty so that we stop sinning. He, he, he helps us, he makes us, as it were, makes us understand his love so that in his love we can let go of the guilt and the condemnation. There is now therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. God is not a guilty person. He's not manipulative. He leads his children. His children hear his voice. We did that on Wednesday night in Matthew. The sheep, sheep pen, the sheep herder. Jesus says, I am the door, I'm the gate. Nobody gets into the, into the pen except through me. And you see, guilt is just a wrong concept about what has happened or what we could have done, should have done, could have done, should have, would have, could have. And God doesn't use that. He uses being led. He helps us be secure in this whole idea of what he tells us. And then, of course, the law of the Lord is love. If I speak with human eloquence and angelic ecstasy but don't love, I'm nothing but a creaking of a rusty gate. (laughs) If I speak God's word with power, revealing all the mysteries and making everything plain as day, and if I have faith that says to mountains jump and it jumps, but I don't love, I'm nothing. You see, love... (laughs) Love doesn't have to have its own way. And you see, whenever we're walking this path with God, whenever we're walking, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, but delights. You see, we have a love that helps us understand that God loves us in, st- in spite of us. And then we go on. And in his law, he meditates day and night. You see, there is this what do you think of over and 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 over again? <laughs> what's, the, <laughs> what's the movie on the screen of your mind? And what's the ending? <laughs> you see, the ending never changes. But the, the movie on the screen of our mind written by God is telling us that there is, there's a lot of things going on here and it's not going to fail, and it's not going to be misplaced, and it's not going to, you know, falter and fumble and stumble and fall, you know, and then I'm going to find myself underneath it, and then I'm going to find all these things on top of me, and I'm going to find out how bad I am, and I'm going to find out. That's not God. That's not his film. His film is one of love and belief and forgiveness and grace and mercy. His one that tells us that no matter the worst of sinners has the best of God in, 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 in the front of them. <laughs> and um, let me go on. And they shall be like a tree planted in the rivers of water. I thought of Revelation 22. And the angel showed me the water of life river, crystal bright. It flows from the throne of God and the Lamb, right down the middle of the street, The tree of life was planted on each side of the river, producing 12 kinds of fruit. You see, there is a fruitfulness that comes from being with God. And the fruitfulness is you shall be like a tree, firmly planted, 
that brings forth his fruit in his season. His leaf doesn't wither. When it gets hot and scorching hot, you don't dry out because you're dipped, connected to the river, the river of life that flows from God, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. You see, the reason we are feeling guilty is because the devil doesn't want us to see how we're going to prosper. Whenever we, we think that things are falling apart and things are not going good and how bad things is, God doesn't, I mean, God wants us to see the outcome. The devil wants us to be tripped up in the present so that we don't look for the, prosper, the prosperity, as it were, that God is bringing into our life. You see, the ungodly, they're not so. The people that we're not supposed to listen, the people who demand our attention, that want us to walk with them, take a stand with them, and sit and scorn, be scornful with them and degrade everybody, they are like the chaff. Do you know what chaff is? Chaff is that stuff that surrounds the, grain, the kernel of wheat or oats. And you have to separate the chaff from the grain. Ungodly people are like chaff. They can choke you up if you get enough of it. They're dusty. They get blown away. They're blown around. But they have no value. And what they do is going to fail. What you do is not going to fail. Why? Because God is the one who is the author of and finisher of our faith. And he's telling us that we're blessed and that there's an outcome beyond what we can imagine, greater than we can ever imagine, we are blessed, blessed beyond measure. And in that place of blessing, we are secure. We are in hope. We are not in guilt and doubt and, and this and that and whatever. We are people of faith. We are people who have belief. We are people who understand God has a purpose for my life, and it is great, and we haven't begun to see it yet. And there isn't even a begin, it hasn't even entered into our imagination what God has prepared for us. And so in this life of expectancy, I see my blessings. <laughs> I see God's blessings of hope, of blessing, of strength, of looking for the good, of finding that which I couldn't see before. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in judgment. The ungodly will have nothing to do and nothing to say in eternity or in the life to come. Why allow the ungodly to influence your life as you walk with them? They, their concepts will be blown away when life is over. When all this world and everything disappears, their concepts, their beliefs, their chaff will be gone. Only what is done for Christ, only what Christ has put in our hearts and lives is going to live. They will not stand in judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. The congregation of righteous, those upright and right standing with God, they will have no place, they will have no say, they will have no input. Because only God and his word are going to live forever. And as I allow the word of God to enter into my heart and my life and establish my thoughts and establish my going out and my coming in, I find myself at peace. 
with God, peace with myself, with a right outlook upon life. In the last verse, for the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous. <laughs> the Lord knows the way of the righteous. The end, the way of the ungodly shall perish. God has a plan and a purpose for our lives. <laughs> it is not my righteousness, it's his. It's not my forgiveness, it's his forgiveness taking care of me. It's his plan for me to be in a right standing with him. And as I am in a right standing with him, I have a path prepared. I have a place prepared for me in eternity, and I have a path prepared for me, and I am walking the path with my friend, Jesus. <laughs> my friend who sticks closer than a brother, who is my companion in all things, he is the one who walks with me, and it's his counsel that I'm going to make a stand with. And when it comes time to sit, I'm going to sit in forgiveness. I'm going to sit in love. I'm going to sit in knowing that I am forgiven and the people around me, God can forgive them, and he's going to use me to bring his word to their life. And because it's here that I sit and it's here that I proclaim God. He is King of kings and Lord of lords, Jesus Christ. He is King of kings and Lord of lords of my life in all things. And the chaff of this world is going to be blown away. Don't partner with the chaff. Blessed is the man. Blessed is the woman who walks with God. Amen? Let's stand. <laughs> I'm blessed. <laughs> Amen. Say it. I'm blessed. You ready to go home? I'm blessed. <laughs> I'll say, are you ready? I'm blessed. Okay, by faith, I'm blessed. <laughs> Amen, I'm blessed. No condemnation, no guilt trips. Yesterday was a learning experience. I'm blessed on the path today. And from this day forward and forevermore, I'm blessed. And where do we begin? Right here, right now. Amen? Everybody say, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Amen. <laughs>